nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app, and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the pickup app today. That's PKUP, and wake up worry free. Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel, and we're joined by Brendan Hogan, first world team manager and the man on the spot in Townsville with the Blanchard Cool Ride, Cool Drive, I'm sorry, racing. Uh, welcome, Brendan. It's good to have you on board again. Yeah, hi guys. Uh, thanks again for having me. Now, you're staying up there in Townsville, prepping the cars for next weekend. You don't have a large crew, do you? How many people on the ground there in Townsville? Yeah, so um, there's only five full-time staff. So there's three engineers, myself including one of them, and uh, two apprentice mechanics. So that's the um, that's the five people that are staying up here, turning the cars around. We've got a couple of um, re-ins that come in and give us a hand on the on the actual race weekend. But yeah, it's just um, it's been us five pretty much since the start of the year. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we've been. Uh, yeah, climbing a fair mountain of work, that's for sure. Okay. Are those guys coming into the weekend, are they army guys? Uh, no, we've got some guys that um, I've worked with at uh, previous race teams before that come and um, give us a hand to their actual, like, they have supercar experience, like a fair bit of supercar experience, like our number one who comes and helps us out, Shady. He's um, He was actually Van Giesbergen's number one when he won the championship in uh, sixteen. And then another guy that comes and gives a hand, um, Sean, he worked with me at Tickford for a couple of years um, as a truck driver, so he comes and gives us a hand out um, with the tyres over the race weekend. Now, overall, I know that you uh, you don't go there to be a competitor, you go there to win, but overall, um, while you wouldn't be uh, thoroughly satisfied, you'd be pleased at least with getting the uh, qualifying and the race results you did because uh, you ended up with... Uh, qualifying both days in the uh, top 10. Your shootouts weren't quite as good, but uh, to end up with two race results in the 10 is, must be pleasing. Yeah, like it's it's a pretty tough category. Like you got to just look at the timesheets and you don't have to be like the wrong side of a 10th and all of a sudden you, you're going really bad. Like if you actually try and stop a 10th on a stopwatch, it's actually quite difficult to do. Um, just covering like, even like five or six cars we saw on the weekend. So we were, we were fortunate enough. Um, like Saturday, we, we got it all together and were, we qualified ready for the shit. Um, so that was good. And then, yeah, the Sunday was just on the right side of the tent um, that we needed to be. I think there was about four cars behind us within half a tent. So, yeah, good good that the cards fell our way and we were able to get into the shootout. Um, yeah, the race pace we, we had. We had pretty good um, tyre life and race pace, so yeah, that's it's always pleasing. But at the same time, we still haven't got any champagne, so we've got to keep pushing, um, pushing the guys and pushing Sadie and making sure we we tick that box before the year's done. Now you're like a, a good number of teams nowadays because you not only have been uh, a race engineer and now team manager, you've got a lot of experience in that race engineering and. Um, that uh, brains trust that you throw behind things 
it must be uh, helpful to have that when you're sitting down to actually work out your strategies because there are an enormous number of permutations in, in these races. Yeah, I think it, it definitely helps, but at the same time, like I've been fortunate enough to um, employ Mirko De Rosa. He's probably the best engineer that I've ever worked with. Um, so at the same time, like I'm only, I only see my role there as like a support role for him. So I just try and make sure that he's got all the tools so that he can do his job properly and, I don't know what it's like at being a race engineer being told to put a setup in a car that's um, not not what you think is the best thing to do. But I've been in that position and I know how demoralising that is as an engineer. So um, I'm just trying really hard to make sure that I, one I don't do that and two I make sure he's got the the tools to be able to make the right decisions. And I think the setup that he, him and Slady are really sort of work towards is um is suiting suiting him and it's starting to work on a couple of different tracks so yeah it's it's really good to see now one of the very positive things that came out of the weekend was not to do with your prime driver tim slade and the performance of car number three but in fact of your co-driver for bathurst there's only the one enduro this year um tim blanchard stepped back in history and back into a development series a dunlop super two car um and he did well he did very well yeah, no, look, it was, it's, it's really important, I think, like, for those guys to be able to do some proper racing laps. Like, there's a few guys in the field that won't actually do any racing coming up to, to Bathurst and they're just relying on previous experiences. But, like, we're, we're not going to Bathurst just to make up the numbers and, like, we proved what our pace is like, um, at Bathurst this year, um, when we were there for the sprint round. So, yeah, I don't, we're going there to, to try and win the race. Um, I think we've got the tools to be able to do that. And, yeah, Tim is obviously an integral part of it. Tim Blanchard's an integral part of that. So he needs to do some more laps to make sure he's as fully prepared uh, to go and have a good good crack at winning that race. The other part of the equation, of course, is Tim Slade. And I must say, and, you know, he, of course, has been in the series for quite some years. Um, I must say that he appears to be match fit. He seems to... Uh, um, you know, come out in these sessions. I mean, he was handicapped on Saturday, wasn't he, in the top 10 by not having a, a green set of tyres? Uh, no, no, we put greens on for Saturday. Um, he just, we just didn't get it together. So we we put, we took an extra set of tyres, which, which hurt us going into Sunday's shootout. But, uh, yeah, after doing the strong performance of qualifying second, we sort of just made that like it's sort of a known thing at Tigford that it's um, tomorrow, Brendan's problem, uh, to, to look after that session. So, yeah, it's now, it was uh, tomorrow, Mirko's problem to, to get him through into the shootout with only two sets. So, yeah, Saturday Saturday was greens. We just didn't get it together. And Sunday was, um, yeah, was a used tyre. And, you know, obviously, Tim, having his wife and mother and, and son there, um, He's obviously in a very good space at the moment. Yeah, I think from what I've seen, like from my experience, like there's no like cookie cutter uh, mould because I know some drivers they've got if they bring their wives and misses there, then um, they're nowhere. So yeah, I think with Slady, like just his personality, like I think it's it's worked quite well. And yeah, I've seen it seen it good this year. But not to say that he's been bad with without them there. But yeah, I don't see any any negatives from it. He's been really focused. So yeah, I think. I think it's a good thing, but yeah, I don't think there's any one size fits all for drivers bringing families or anything like that. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> it's just everyone's different. Now you'd have one Tim up there with you, and the other Tim Blanchard has probably flown back. Is that correct? Yeah, well, Tim, 
Tim works full time. Like he's an integral part of the of the greater cool drive business. Like I think there's we've got six hundred and fifty odd staff that um, he's got to look after. He's the um, yeah the chief operating officer for for cool drive, the the bigger business. And um, yeah, the race team's just uh, we're just one department within that greater business. Um, yeah, we're a fair fair bit of the marketing tool for that. But yeah, all the all the staff of the race team are employed by Cool Drive. Um, we've been trying to get um, every every place we go to, we get a, a Cool Drive employee from the local branch to come and give the race team a hand and let them have a bit more of experience of what the race or what the race team actually does. And yeah, just try and really integrate the race team with with the greater business. I think it's yeah, it's hugely important for what we're doing to make sure that uh, yeah, everyone. And everyone's got someone to cheer for as well. Like the staff hadn't really have had much to cheer for the cool drive staff in the past. And yeah, I think we're we're really trying to change their expectations of what they can expect from their own race team. And yeah, just really trying to yeah give them something to um, yeah be united for. Brendan, Tim's back in seventeenth position, and nine hundred and seven points behind the leader. And I, I note. By my maths, which is a dodgy as all heck, probably about 149 out of the 10. Where at this halfway point of the season do you set your goals now for where you want to end up? Is there a is there a benchmark where you're putting out there for the team to achieve by season end? Uh, no, not really. There's no benchmark. Like obviously, we started 300 points behind when we had that huge crash at Bathurst, so that definitely put us on the back foot. And then, yeah, I think the last like we're really starting to build some momentum now. Like I think we've only been out of the top 10 once in the last five races, and that was due to a black flag. So we had to fix some bodywork in Darwin, one of the Darwin races. So I think the momentum's really building. But no, in terms of championship expectations, um. I think that sort of stuff just takes care of itself. If you if you go there and you you're trying to win every race and trying to be as prepared as possible, I think the championship sort of just the secondary thing to actually yeah trying to get some good results every time you put the car on the track. I'm interested now halfway through this year. How are you enjoying this change? Uh, yeah, for me it's um, definitely been challenging. Uh, I think the biggest problem, and I don't think it's just isolated to to our industry or or our team like it's just finding um yeah finding staff i think a lot of people the the category in recent times has sort of lost a bit of its shine and it's just hard to keep um mechanics motivated to want to stay in in the industry so that's that's been one of the challenges that i didn't expect to be um so hard to overcome and then obviously with the with the pig shunt that we had at bathurst um we could have just put the other car on the track a couple of weeks later but we decided to go um and go to the extent that we did on the first car to make sure that the preparation on it was was as high a standard as as we could do and um yeah so i didn't didn't see the wife and and kids for about three weeks there which wasn't ideal when you had a newborn but um yeah, no, I think it's it's definitely been tough, but we're starting to see some some of the rewards coming through now from from all that hard work and and the culture that we're building in this team. We've just yeah, just near enough is nowhere near good enough, so we're just trying to be the best at everything. You've been um, unapologetic about the attitude that your team has taken and the way you present yourself, the way you're going about business as uh, that ultimate level of professionalism was what you're trying to portray. Yeah, absolutely. Like I don't, 
I don't really see the point in, in doing it any other way. Like, you look at uh, at some of the teams up and down pit lane and just they're at the highest level of Australian motorsport and you just sort of look at them like, what are you, what are you actually here for, guys? So, yeah, like, we, we don't really try and worry too much about what the other guys are doing, but at the same time, we're just really trying to maintain really high standards for ourselves and I think it, it flows onto the, the work that we do if you, if you presented well and, yeah, really trying to just be the best at, it, at everything that you that you do and it just yeah i think it's just a, a major cultural thing that we're just trying to ingrain in the team brendan hogan of cool drive racing thank you very much for joining us on inside supercars we uh wish you all the very best this weekend coming and your second chapter north in two years um you're finding the uh the season you're not feeling deja vu about 2020 uh again are you you're not sort of like uh it's gonna happen again with me on the road for months uh, yeah, it's definitely got that feel about it. Like the last um, little bit, it sort of seems a bit one-sided that the Victorian teams always seem to cop it. Um, like we had to, for instance, we had to go for Darwin. We went and lived in um, in Newcastle for two weeks and then went and went to Darwin for another week. We, we'd always planned on prepping the car in Darwin because sort of, you look at a map of Australia and it sort of seems a bit silly to go Darwin, if you don't have a massive shunt, you just don't know to the point to go back to Melbourne and then back to Townsville. We just sort of prep it in Townsville, and then that's that's what all the teams are doing here now, anyway. So the truck's been away for for probably close on to be pushing three months by the time it gets home, or two and a half months by the time it gets home. Um, but yeah, it's a, the same thing. I, it, it does have that feel that at any moment one of these state governments could just. Um, just lock the borders and then we're sort of stuck as a category grin but yeah hopefully hopefully there's a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel but at the moment it just seems that uh i don't think we're going to be going to new south wales anytime soon and i reckon if they keep trickling along the way they're doing oh, i think we'd struggle to see bathurst get done in the in the actual time that it's meant to be done all right well brendan we wish you all the very best and i uh, hope you get the racing done this weekend and beyond we look forward to catching up in person. Thank you for joining us again on Inside Supercars. No worries. Thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me again. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.